0: Have you ever wondered what it would have been like to have been there on that very first Christmas when Jesus was born into this world? In one sense, it would have been very ordinary. A village, Bethlehem, people all around, business as usual. But in another sense, it would have been totally, mind-blowingly, gobsmackingly amazing. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works, as today we take a brief look back at Christmas and forward to the rest of your life, because the two are intimately linked. So let's head into God's Word, and please do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about a free daily devotional that I'd love to send you to bless you at this special time of the year. There's a bunch of guys in the Bible who I envy. Now, I know what you're thinking. The Tenth Commandment. You shall not covet your neighbour's house. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or, or anything else that belongs to your neighbour. Exodus chapter 20, verse 17. Yeah, we're not supposed to envy or covet anything because it leads to some really bad behaviour. I get that. But hear me out. If there was anyone I could have been with in the Bible it would have to be those shepherds who were out there watching their flocks by night. We don't quite know what night it was, but you have to gather by what the angels said to them that Jesus had already been born. So I prefer to think of it as as Christmas night. Only to them, sitting there in the field watching their sheep, it wasn't Christmas night at all. It was just another night at the office doing what shepherds did. It was a mundane part of their lives. They may have been enjoying the evening, they may not have been enjoying the evening, it doesn't matter. They were doing what shepherds did out there on the side of a hill somewhere just outside Bethlehem. The sun had gone down like it goes down every night, and tomorrow morning the sun was going to come up again like it did every morning, and nothing much changed in between. Maybe the moon was out, maybe not. And in the absence of the bright light and the pollution that you and I have to put up with these days, the Milky Way was spread across the firmament in all its glory, and all was well with the world. That's the picture. That's what was going on. But on that particular night, God had a plan to break into this world in the most amazing and spectacular way. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of clothing and lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go down to Bethlehem and see this thing that's taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. I often wonder how I would have reacted had I been with those guys on that starry, starry night. I wonder how I would react if that happened to me tonight at home or, or on the way back from work or, or whatever mundane thing I happen to be doing tonight. Because for me, the idea of a cosmic light show and, and angels filling the sky and all that jazz, well, for me, it's pretty easy to believe because it happened at a nice, safe distance of 2,000 or so years ago. Because you and I have watched the kids' Christmas pantomimes so many times and sung the Christmas carols so many times, it's become part of our psyche that this thing with the shepherds actually happened. We accept it pretty much without thinking. But bring it back to reality. And how would we cope if it happened to us here and now? Or if we'd been back there with the shepherds back then, sitting in that field on that night? I think I would have been petrified like they were to start with. It was so unexpected, so out of this world, so impossible. And yet there they were, and it was happening to them, and God broke into their world in this startling-in-your-face kind of way. You know something? I believe that that's what God wants to do today in your world and mine. I believe God wants to shake us out of our comfortable little Christmas ritual, our business-as-usual approach to Christmas, and get right in our faces and say, don't you realize what this Christmas thing's all about? Today I'm bringing you good news, for unto you a Saviour has been born for you. And the reaction he's looking for out of you and me is the reaction that the shepherds had. Because when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, well, what are we going to do? Why don't we go down to Bethlehem and see what has taken place, that which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste. They didn't dawdle, they went with haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. God wants us to come to Jesus for ourselves, to worship Jesus for ourselves, to tell the world what we've seen. Imagine he's... Frustration. He's great frustration when he sees people like you and me just going through the motions at Christmas time. Imagine how that makes him feel when on that first Christmas he gave to you and he gave to me the single most precious gift that has ever been given in all of human history. So how about it? W- will you grab onto this Christmas present with both hands? Will you come to Jesus and worship him? Will you rejoice at what you've seen? Will you tell people what you've seen? Will you let Christmas impact your heart in the most miraculous way? Well, will you? Or are you just going to do the same old Christmas ritual this year like you've done for the past umpteen years? Because here's the thing. One day Jesus is coming back. One day Jesus will return to this earth and when that happens, it'll make the cosmic light show that the shepherds experienced look like a little sideshow, I'm telling you. When Jesus ascended back into heaven, this is what happened. So when they'd come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you'll restore the kingdom of Israel? And he replied, look, it's not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and then you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. When he had said that, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up towards the heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards the heavens? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come again in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Acts 1, verses 6-11 to See, that's going to happen one day, just as unexpectedly as the angels appeared before those shepherds, just as unexpectedly as Jesus slipped into the world the first time. One day this Jesus is coming back to judge the living and the dead. One day he will break back into our physical world just as unexpectedly as he did back then. Only this time, there'll be no mistaking him. This time he will come just as he left, in amazing glory, to gather his own unto himself. So as yet another Christmas slips by, I'm going to ask you this, are you ready? Because one day, Jesus is coming, ready or not, and with all my heart, I want to wish you and those whom you love the most radically wonderful Christmas you have ever had. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or, if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com you'll see that fresh e-devotional sign up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed fresh devotional. It's completely up to you. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll free on 1300 722 415. So go ahead, sign up to receive fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. By the time Christmas is done and dusted, we're in recovery mode. We're heading out of the last year into the new year and it's time to start thinking a bit about what lies ahead. And that's appropriate because Christmas marks a new beginning. Christmas marks the beginning of a new life and that new life is something that God wants you to have. After all, it's why he sent Jesus. Today, as I say, is the beginning of... Of the rest of your life. It's a funny time this time of year, just after Christmas and just before we step into the hurly-burly of a new year. It's a time of rest and reflection for most of us. For some it's a time of regret, for others it's a time of celebration. For some it's a time of anticipation over what next year will bring and yet for others it's a time of fear and worry. At this time of year we've all experienced those different emotions at different times So let's spend a few minutes looking back at the year that's just been, and perhaps a few minutes looking forward at what might be in the coming year. Christmas is such an incredibly special time because it marks a new birth. Bringing a new life into this world is singularly the most special and privileged thing we can ever do. Any parent will tell you that, particularly the mothers in our midst. It's just so special. And it's that new birth that I want to revisit with you today because Christmas is a time to remember that in Christ you and I have a new birth, a rebirth if you will. And there are a few people today I know that need to experience that rebirth for themselves because you're wallowing in the regrets of the past, in the regrets perhaps of the things that could have been but weren't, in the regrets of the things that shouldn't have been but were. But in Christ something special happens. It's a new birth, and for many, even for those who heard Jesus talk about it, it wasn't an easy thing to get the handle on. See, there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who's come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. And Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you that no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. Nicodemus said to him, How? How can you be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Look, truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born both of water and of spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I say you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. John chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. See, that new birth is about a new start in life. You've heard the term being a born again Christian. Some people roll their eyes when they say it, they use it as a form of derision, but Jesus means it for real. Jesus means it as a new start, as a complete rebirth, a fresh start, slate wiped clean through faith in Him. Every now and then, when I've had a really long day, I'm one of these crazy early starters. So in the late afternoon, I might have a short nap and a shower to freshen up, and I come out of the bedroom, into the living room, and I say to my wife, I feel like a new man, in a sense. That's what Jesus is talking about. Because our faith in him doesn't just bring forgiveness. It brings that new man feeling as he wipes away all our sins and all the regrets and all the consequences of the past. See, new birth equals new start equals new life. When you're born again, the old life doesn't matter anymore. It's completely meaningless because your slate has been wiped clean. The Apostle Paul put it this way. He said, if anyone is in Christ there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away, see? Everything has become as new. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. So right at this special time of year, I believe that God wants to give you a new start by reminding you that if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, then you are a new creation. Completely new. And the result of that is that everything old is gone. It's completely wiped away, which makes it completely irrelevant to you today and to all your tomorrows. The powerfully operative word in this little verse is the short word, see. Let's listen to it again. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See? Everything has become new. God is imploring you to look at your life through his eyes. See? See that the effect of the new birth that you have in Jesus Christ means that everything has become new. The past is gone, forgiven and done and dusted. Now you can look forward to the new year ahead in a completely new way, completely uninhibited and unconstrained by the failures and the hurts and the losses and the regrets that you have over your past, completely unaffected by your low self-esteem, completely unaffected by nasty, hurtful things that people have said to you and done to you because by the miraculous power of your complete rebirth in Christ through the Holy Spirit, you are a completely new creation. And as a result of that, everything in your life, everything in your world has become new. See? Nicodemus found that hard to believe and hard to understand. You and I can find that hard to believe and hard to understand. But your God wants you to live your life as though the slate of your past has been wiped clean. Because you know something? If you believe in Jesus, it has. And what lies ahead of you it's a completely new life, full of exciting God-type possibilities and amazing things God wants to do to bless you and to let his blessing flow out through you into this parched land of people who are in desperate need of a saviour. To Israel, his chosen people, at the end of 70 years in captivity of slaves in Babylon, he said this, he said, For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord plans for your welfare and not for your harm to give you a future with hope then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you when you search for me you'll find me if you seek me with all your heart I'll let you find me says the Lord and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I've driven you says the Lord and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 to 14. Do you see? Are you looking? Are you hearing? Do you perceive what God is saying to you through his word today? God has great plans for you and those plans are about your future and he has made all provision for you through Jesus to wipe your slate clean and to restore you and to bless you and all he needs now is Just one thing. He needs for you to take his word into your heart, to believe it and to act on it as though it's true. Because you know something? It really is. And if you choose to step out into your future, a future that maybe would have been otherwise constrained by regrets and hurts from the past, but if you choose now to step out into your future knowing that the regrets of the past are completely wiped away, completely gone, completely irrelevant, If you choose to believe God and take him at his word and believe that you can live your life from this day forward on the basis of what God's saying about you, that it's true, then what you're in fact doing is stepping out into your own rebirth. Christmas is a time of celebration of new life, the life of Jesus who slipped into this world to set captives free, to bind up the brokenhearted, to bring good news to the poor. This Jesus... He came for you. He came to set you free. He came to bind up your broken heart. He came to bring you good news. And this is the good news that I bring to you today. Today is the beginning of your new life. A life of freedom and a life of joy and a life of power. And yes, a life of sacrifice. A life that is so much more than any of us could ever have dreamed. This past year is done and dusted. And in Christ, you can leave it behind. This new year is full of possibilities, full of potential, and in Christ you can step out into it with the confidence of knowing that you'll be playing your small part in God's mighty plan. Hey, if that's not good news, tell me what is. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. This is truly a special time of year, a time to celebrate, a time to look back, and a time to look forward. And honestly, it has been such a privilege this year to share the good news of Jesus with you and so many others. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called The Best of 2019, and it's based on some of this year's most popular messages. Now, to request your free copy of this booklet, The Best of 2019, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and I'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Now, before we part ways, there's just one more thing that I want to share with you. As you look forward to the rest of your life, I know that some of what we've spoken about today isn't easy to swallow, especially if you're in the middle of a rough trot. But remember, Mary and Joseph didn't have the big picture of what God was up to back then. They were immersed in trial after trial. But the beauty of it is that you and I do have Matthew, Mark, Luke and John's accounts of what they went through. We know the big picture. We can stand back and see what God was up to in a way that the players back then simply couldn't. To them, it felt like they were being swept along by events completely out of their control. And on top of everything, of course, Caesar had declared that a census was to be taken, which in the absence of today's modern technology meant that Mary and Joseph, like all the other people, had to travel back to their ancestral homes. And that was a long slog. But from God's vantage point, These weren't unconnected random events. These were all part of his plan to usher a saviour into this world, a messiah that nobody expected. See, God is the God of the unexpected. There are no events or circumstances that are beyond him. There are no events or circumstances in your life that escape him or pass him by. He's across everything in absolute detail, in the minutest detail, everything that's going on in your life. And I'm here to tell you that if your Christmas wasn't quite what you wanted it to be, wasn't quite what the advertiser said it should be, if you didn't quite get the standard issue, ho, ho, ho kind of Christmas this year, then your God is still with you today. Your God just showed up through his word. Your God is with you in that place you're in right now. And nothing, not death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you from the love of your God in Jesus Christ. And that, my friend, is worth celebrating, not just at Christmas time, but for every day for the rest of your life. And just as he was with Mary and Joseph, even though they didn't have the full picture, even though it was uncomfortable, so he is and forever will be with you. I've called this series of messages Old Story and New Twist. I did that for a reason, because I know that this Christmas story, far from being some distant archaic tale of which pantomimes are born... He's a gritty, real story of the journey of the creator of the universe into the lives of men and women, into the lives of you and me. And when we look at that old, old story from his perspective, from the vantage point of heaven's balcony, if you will, when we allow God by his Holy Spirit and through his word to guide us on that journey over the dusty trails that Mary and Joseph trod, we discover a God who is on that same dusty difficult journey with you and me today. Peter the Apostle in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, says that we should cast all our anxieties on God because he cares for us. So whatever anxieties and discomforts and fears and disappointments you happen to be carrying on your rocky road from this moment forward, this God who is above all your circumstances, this God who is in all your circumstances, this God who sent his Son to lighten your load, wants to take your burdens from you. So how about it? Is it time to hand all that stuff over to him and to get on the journey and head towards the rest of your life with the joy and the anticipation and the excitement of a new life in Christ for you? Because Jesus came for you. He came to set you free. He came to bring you forgiveness and a future and a certain hope and an eternity with him. That's what he ushered in on that very first Christmas. And that, I reckon, is something worth celebrating at Christmas and beyond. Well, that's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, will be encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to receive Jesus Christ as their Saviour over this Christmas New Year period. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give towards the ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach almost 3,000 people with a gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch around 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift of support to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online by visiting our mobile friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com or just give us a call toll free on one 722 415 Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll free on one three hundred seven double two four one five. 722 415 Hey, thanks so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace and God's Power for each one of us in Jesus Christ.